there's a pig on the ground. <laughs> there is a pig at full pull. Dangerfield! Dangerfield! Oh, yes, he does! How do you like that? Can he beat the round? You bet he can, Dusty! He's got everything and some. Set shot! He strikes it beautifully! It's there! He's gonna win three! The miracle of grass! Brown again! How good is this kid? Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of Checkside, the first episode of Checkside in of the year and the first one in over a year. Yeah, so did one at the start of last year, doing one at the start of this year, see if we can keep it going for see, a few. We'll, we'll try and keep this one going, at least two episodes this year. Um, my name is Ben, and I am joined with Scotty. G'day. And, uh, well, let's just get right into it. All right, so the Amy Community Series is just wrapped up. Footy's back. Proper footy, in the words of Shane Warne. <laughs> um, what did you think? Did you watch every game? I didn't watch every game. Um, I watched probably three, four games in, in their entirety. Um Oh, I thought it was fun. You know, footy's back. It's pre-season. 20 minute quarters. 20 minute quarters. Game's too long. <laughs> Suspensions, injuries. No, you're just not used to it. You haven't, haven't had it for over a year. You'll get used to it again. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, let's just go straight into the, the hot topic, which I think is the rules. The new rules. Oh, the forbidden yeah. rules. Um, obviously, the main one, the man on the mark rule. It looks different. Um, it does open it up. I, for one, like it. At first, it was probably, you know, uh, why? Just leave it how it is. But it, the games I watched, at least it definitely opened it up and they were playing on and bombing it in. I like it. I kind of agree. Like, I didn't like it at the start. The AFL, it's like got this obsession with changing rules every year and, you know, why change something that works? But I think by the end of the series... You know, the games did open up a bit, I think, in the long term. It's just going to make for more exciting footy. I think it could also open up for a few big blowouts this year, I reckon. Like, free-flowing footy when a team's, like, well on top. I reckon we could see some mm. some big 100-point wins back to 20-minute quarters. Maybe. But then the other thing is, the other rule is the interchange rotation has been dropped. So... So the good players just out there the whole game? Well, sure, <laughs> but also players could get tired and, and just start walking. <laughs> they could. And but yeah. But I don't know. I know, they're pretty fit these days. Sure. Um but that's that's one of the the um talking points is what's gonna will they adjust it? Because going straight back to twenty minutes and seventy five rotations and yeah. Is what is it? Down from 90 to 75. Down from 90 to 75. Is that going to cause more injuries? Because Ram... Yeah. Uh, it, not no Ram doubt, Ram. like, fourth quarters, they're going to be tired, especially at the start start of the season, yeah. I reckon, take a bit of getting used to. Because uh, the community games, there was, I don't know how many injuries, but there was a full list of them. <laughs> As the season goes on, you might see a few teams resting players. Mm. So it'll be interesting if, if they tweak that. I... Personally, I I like the I'm I'm not I don't agree with the less rotations, more fatigue, better game. I think increase it. Back ten years ago, there was no 
limits and we were seeing scores of 100 plus every game. So mm. I'm not sure if reducing rotations is what's going to bring that. You, you might not see someone go down. off every time they kick a goal. That's annoying. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things you probably need to see a few rounds to have yeah, a proper Yeah, preseason's not much of an indication because uh, preseason in 2019, every game was high scoring and then round one was a shockingly low scoring game uh, round. So. so the first game of the community series, Carlton and St Kilda. Saint what Kilda. a bang! St <laughs> Kilda taking the chocolates by twenty six points, one hundred twenty five to ninety nine. Um, very good game. This was like, oh my god, this new rule. Yeah, how but, many goals were in that first quarter? Oh, uh, a lot. There was at least seven, I think. <laughs> Maybe um, Thirteen. No, so Carlton's new recruits, um, Zach Williams and Adam Sard. Williams looked awesome. So did Sard. Like Sard's goals. Sard looked alright. Yeah, he had a bomb outside fifty. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, Williams in the midfield, he's in for a big year. Shame that he won't be there for round one, but alongside Walsh and Cripps mm. in that Carlton midfield, trying to push for a top eight spot, I think Williams is in for a massive year. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, Williams. It was, it's, it's not like the end all, but it was, you know, it's exciting. He just joined Carlton, round one, big crowd, well, as big as it can be, debut, it would have been nice, but now he's going to have to get that in round two. Whoever they play in round two, do you know? Maybe Carlton play round two. Yeah, no, uh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's just hope it's a MCG game. Also, I want to chat, uh, just quickly chat about Jack Lonnie for the Saints. Four goals, one behind, 19 disposals. Um, yeah, he, he looked awesome, not just with these four goals, but a few efforts in defense as well, tackling, second mm. efforts, I think. You know, it's pre-season, but if he can produce that early in the year, he's just another name to the Saints keep who an do eye have on. a good Someone list. Keep an eye on. Um, um, so the Saints, they added Jack Higgins. He was amazing. 24 disposals, 107 Higgins was pretty good. points. Um, yeah. Higgins in his new colours. Not really sure what to think of the Saints, other than that they're playing really fast. They just love to get the ball and go, which is nice. Mm. Um, a few of the commentators were saying it looks Richmondy, <laughs> which, eh. yeah, maybe maybe because they got Higgins I mean, and, and Butler. Well, you know, finally a team's copying him because the past few years teams have been sort of going down the West Coast Geelong route. Um, but yeah, let's see if uh, they can upset Richmond this year. <laughs> maybe. Oh, well, Williams. About- Wait, hey, you go. I was just going to say, talking about Richmond and move on to the next game, but if you wanted to say something about... Oh, I was just going to say Williams ban. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we don't agree on that. Well, um, I didn't I didn't <laughs> like it because it was a pre-season game, but, you know, if you do that during the year, it's a yeah. week. You jump up, hit he, someone in the head, off the ground. At first, I when I first saw it, I thought, yeah, it's, he just bumped him. He'll get off with that. Maybe you're fine. But having a second think about it, he did jump off the ground. And if he didn't do that, I reckon it would have just been a fine. I think I'm just more annoyed that he won't be there for round one because I was really yeah. excited to see him. But it probably is worth it. <laughs> God damn it. But anyway, anyway, moving on to Friday night. And this was an interesting game. The Pies and the Tigers. Big powerhouse clash, I guess. Yeah, um, six point winners. The Tigers, 80 to 74. Jaden Short is... Amazing. Someone who's going to get tagged <laughs> if he keeps that performance up. He had, I think, 43 disposals, which is... There is, Bizarre. there is someone else in the Tigers team that might take a tag before him, but 171 Maybe. fantasy points, 43 disposals. Massive, massive from Jaden Short, the best and fairest winner. 
yeah, the reigning best in Paris winner. <laughs> um, so he's gonna go good. Um, as of the for the pies, who was their best player? Probably. This game um, wasn't. Oh, well, sure. In terms of fantasy, it was Dugowie. Pendlebury was up there. Oh, yeah, Dugowie kicked. How many goals did he kick? Two. Two goals. Two goals. Two behinds for it's Jordan Dugowie. It's a bag for Dugowie. <laughs> um. Um, but no signs of premiership hangover or anything from Richmond. They're just back well, to their yeah, usual winning wins. Yeah, it's, I know it's preseason, but they, we'll see round one they looked Carlton. very professional. Yeah. Uh, Caddy obviously missed out on the premiership last year. He looks like he will line up for round one and be back in uh, their best 22. Hopefully all year, which is good to see. Um, work hard, no. get your spot back. Better than uh, requesting a trade. <coughs> Big fan of Josh Caddy. Being there a long time. Unlucky. To miss yeah. out in the premiership. Um, 27 disposals in this preseason game. One goal. Two tackles. Yeah. Um, not bad. He might force someone out or Prestia might miss. Hawley is a concern. He's probably going to miss <coughs> a couple of rounds. So take him out of your fantasy. <laughs> Hawley. Um, yeah, he'll probably miss the first two, maybe three. You've got to be cautious with him. He's so mm. important to that. Richmond team, um, still that injury from the grand final last year. Yeah, which is bizarre. <laughs> if you forget that game, which you can because he was injured, um, he's two grand finals before that, arguable, well, should have won the Norm Smith in the first one and second or third in the voting in the second one. Mm. So he's a big game player. So they need to, yeah, don't don't risk making his injury any worse yeah. in the first few rounds. Um, on the Collingwood side of things, Mason Cox... Uh, why does he always have to have a breakout game against Richmond? He likes God damn it. <laughs> but he he looks interesting. It's someone they persist with. They just Yeah, but he does this. Every now and then he'll, he'll bob up. Yeah. And then he'll have he's it. just he'll, not consistent. He'll get questioned again. So he's just the one to we'll see. Uh moving on to the Hawks game. That was alright. I well this is another game I watched probably half of it. Uh I have no idea how to say this guy's name. He's one of the new recruits. CJ. I'm just gonna call him CJ. His last name is Jayeth or something. He is an absolute gun. He's going to be pretty good for this new look Hawks over the, well, rebuilding sort of phase. I'm not sure if Clarko likes that word, but that's what they're doing. Um, I didn't watch this game, but I saw his highlights and the game highlights. He looked very exciting. Um, Mm. In terms of the Hawks this year, probably like bottom four. They're just not, don't have the best team on tape. They weren't great. Last season, and yeah, I just don't see them winning many games. It'll take a miracle for them, and the miracle of Alistair Clarkson. Can't talk about this game and not mention Tom Phillips, obviously coming from Collingwood, 141 fantasy points, 30 disposals, 21 kicks, 9 handballs, 7 tackles. 7 tackles. 7 tackles is huge. Um, Um, 9 marks. Yeah. He's uh, well. He just just proved the point, really. Why Mm. did Collingwood let him go? And then the other one, Jaden Stevenson, had a pretty good hit out. 98 uh, fantasy. The other Collingwood loss yes. in the other team. Too bad yeah. we didn't see the other one and complete the trifecta. <laughs> Stevenson, say, obviously playing a bit more midfield, not not sitting forward as like he did with the Pies. 27 mm. disposals, 98 fantasy. He's, well, he doesn't have... He doesn't have um, the superstars around him that he did at Collingwood at North. Uh, he should, should be in for a big year, I reckon. Yeah, keen to see him. Uh, he might not experience as many wins as he did at Collingwood, but uh, no. But it's probably better for be him right. in his career, I reckon. Yeah, probably. And you know, if North do make finals again with him in it, 
it'll be a better reward. Not that, I feel. Finals. No, I mean not this year. <laughs> I mean like in the coming. Ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> um, moving on to Cats and Essendon, we both watched this game, um, and the only main point is the new look Cats. Just they are set. They've got everything they need. Um, who is it? What, what was his name? Cameron and yeah, Jeremy Cameron up there with Hawkins. It's all, like straight away. I think it was Cameron to Hawkins to Rowan who kicked the goal and just like get used to that that forward line. That's um, going to be. It was a good else. game. Cats winning by seven points. Zach Merritt for um, Essendon. He turned up for a practice game. Thirty-seven touches, twenty kicks, um, seventeen handballs, six tackles. He's just back to his brilliant best. Probably I think a fantasy option. He's in. Yeah, for sure. It's in my team, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I just reckon he's in for a big year. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and Jordan Clark for... Oh, Jordan Clark. For Geelong. That was pretty awesome. He might keep someone like Isaac Smith out of the team. Like they got such yeah. a strong list on paper. I'm not sure about Isaac Smith, but yeah, we'll see. He brings a lot of experience as well as whatever his talent is. Um, moving on to the Bulldogs and Melbourne game. Wow, 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 wow. We were. The dogs went bang, basically. <laughs> Um, right. So, Jack McRae, 152, Fantasy, Dunkley, 130, Caleb Daniel, 108, and Bailey Smith, 95. That's the, and there's this someone team. By the name of Adam Shaw, well, who wasn't Adam even Shaw, there. who wasn't even there. Like, this team, this midfield is going to be something else in 2021. How far will they go? Well, <laughs> we'll find out. It's an interesting one. It's a tough uh, beverage as well to... Choose where he plays everyone because McRae is a logical option for the wing with Hunter, but mm. he, he doesn't like it. He he sulks out there. Um, and what he did in this game makes it hard to move him from the guts. Then you yeah. got Bont, Dunkley, and then the likes of Liberatore. Like, he's not even in the conversation, but he's a beast himself. Mm. And then Bailey Smith. I don't think someone said he didn't even attend a single centre bounce. Bailey Smith? Yeah. Where was he playing? I don't know. Must have been forward. I could be wrong on that, but um, I think I... Where do you think Bont will play more time, midfield or forward? I think it just has to be forward with all the guns they've got, and he's probably mm. the best of them out of position. Maybe. Hmm. There's um The other thing is a lot of tippers are predicting Bont to go Brownlow. I'm not sure how he can win the Brownlow with all this in the midfield. You, he would have to have a ridiculously... Well, everyone's just going to steal votes off him. Exactly. So I can't see it happening, but... Well, yeah. And then Trelaw, he'll just be in the guts. Um, we're not talking about every game as well, just sort of the ones that caught our eye. Should um, quickly just touch on Port and Crows, I reckon. Port. Yeah. Well, Port. I know it was against the Crows, but Port looked they right. looked very, very good. Mm. Yeah, Port looked. Again, preseason game, <laughs> but Port did look good. Um,. Fantasia with these three goals, first official game for his oh, new yeah, team. Fantasia joined that. Forgot about that, but <laughs> Fantasia. Hey. Uh, huh? He should be good at um at Port. And I, I like his teammate Dixon though for the for the Coleman, but we'll get to that later on. Mm, yeah, we'll get to all of that. The last game, I think it was the last game. Suns and Lions on Monday. Yeah. So, Brisbane taking out that one, 117 to 89 by 28 points. Um, so, good to see my boys back in action. Joe Danaher, first game for Brisbane, three goals. And pretty pretty exciting to see him. Yeah, Danaher looked... 
in the Blue Marine Gold. In the first half, then he came out. I think, I think I'm remembering that right. Came yeah, he, he, he didn't do too much early, but yeah, finished with his three goals, twelve disposals. He should be well. Yeah, well, goes without saying that it's exciting to have him on the list. We'll. Uh, um, sad news out of this game, Cam Rayner. Mm. I think a lot of people were tipping him for a bit of a fourth year breakout. Yeah, even Number in, one draft in the club, pick. they were going to throw more midfield time and everything like that, and this was setting out for a big year, so it it does suck. ACL, pretty heartbreaking. He'll be out. It's going to be interesting to see how Brizzy go without Steph. It's a bit, he's a big loss. Like, you know, he's getting his one-year deals. He's getting on in age, but he's still a very important player for him. And mm. it's a lot of pressure now on the big O and that kid, Fleuriton, or however you say it. Um, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> the, the ruck... Rookie. Um, <clears throat> it's just a lot. It's a lot of heat on the big O's shoulders. It'd be interesting to see how he handles it. Mm. Um, um, Matt Rao. Matt Rao First game back, back after, did, after his long did injury. Did some good things. Um, but he did. I've seen a lot of comments saying that he didn't look up to scratch. and looked rusty. But it's a practice game. It's a practice and game. And his first game in a long time. He's played, what, four or five AFL games. And one of them he was injured in. So, mm. yeah, he's going to be rusty in this and he's going to be rusty in the first few rounds, but he'll be back to give the him rally. some match fitness and I think. Uh, yeah, he'll, well, he'll be, he'll be back in form in no time, I'm sure. Alex Sexton kicked six goals, which is pretty good. So he might he's probably shaping up as the main man down forward for them. Once again. Once again. Um, he did get dropped last year a few times, though, if you remember. He was pretty poor throughout the middle of the year. Um. So that's that's everything for that game, wrapped up. And so all the other games, so Giants and Sydney, Giants won. Uh, West Coast Frio was a pretty average game, so we'll gloss over those and move on to topic two, new recruits. Um, we sort of discussed some of this, but basically Danaher and Cockatoo for Brisbane. Yeah. Cockatoo looks all right. He does. He's should slot in Geelong. nicely. Came in from Geelong, obviously, and then... Donahue's a massive name. Um, if he can stay fit all year, who knows He's, what he could do. He might be the Lions missing I link. think you made a note that he gets to train against Harris Andrews. Yeah, they they um, were saying that. So he gets to train against one of the best, uh, the best. key defenders <laughs> in the comp. So he gets a good feel with that. Um, the, it goes without saying that the big thing with him is just keeping him on the park. Well, one of the big things. It's also his mental... Side True. of things, he needs to um, be motivated, which it does seem like he is motivated. Fresh, fresh start, more than Essendon. Um, and he gets to work with Hipwood, which really opens up Hipwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hipwood's going to be taking the second best defender. Yeah, well, I guess you got well, Charlie Cameron, but saw some analysis saying you know Hipwood can work um, up the ground and then sort of in the pockets and stuff, and then Danaher can sort of stay forward. So it we'll just see. just opens up a lot of options for our mm. forward line. So we'll see how that goes. Saints obviously got Higgins, which is pretty big, and Brad Crouch, which is pretty big. <laughs> Very big. So we talked about Higgins when we were talking about the Saints game. Crouch wasn't as um, visible, but we know what he can do. He's mm. been a very good player for a long time for the Crows. Not playing with his brother now. Mm. Um, but so, when he's on, he's on. He's a ball magnet. Just yeah, Saints, floats around the contest. Saints pretty good in the midfield after this inclusion. So we'll see um, how that goes. Carlton obviously getting Sardin Williams very big. 
Could help him push for a top eight position. Um, he could. Top four, maybe. <laughs> top four? Yeah. Carlton. Well, they could surge up. Could be a surprise. Uh, maybe. Um, but yeah, Sardin Williams and, as we said before, Williams in that midfield. Sard, explosive pace. That goal in the preseason game was very exciting. Very exciting. We know what he can do. And I think Carlton, top four is a bit of a stretch, but maybe seventh or eighth. Yeah. They're a good chance. Um, Geelong, probably the most headlines after getting Cameron, Smith, Higgins. And the question is, how do they fit all these guys in when they already had um, Mm -hmm. sort of selection headaches? And they've got, yeah, like guys like (laughs) Jordan Clark, who's like a fringe player, really, doing what he did in that Amy game. Like, how can you not pick him after that? Mm. that, If you watch that game, like the stats speak for themselves, but he was everywhere. He was... Just dominant. It's um, a very interesting question and a headache that Chris Scott can deal with. <laughs> um, the dogs were pretty big in the news. They got Chalor and Stevenson um, sort of speak for themselves. After, <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows about them too. <laughs> uh, and then Port getting Fantasia. Another one that dominated in these Amy games. Mm. Um, Probably a year or two in the making, Fantasia wanted to leave... Um, you look at these games and you look at like Phillips and Williams and Higgins. It's all these new players trying mm. to trying to kick off their their seasons with their new yeah. clubs with a bang. I bet if Fantasia was at Essendon and all that, he wouldn't have um wouldn't have tried as hard. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right, so that sort of wraps up the big names. Uh, let's move on to topic three and the other names in the draft. Um, so, who are you bullish on? Well, I really like the look of Archie Perkins. I've seen a few mm. of his highlights um, as a kid. Um, he's seen that he's compared himself to Connor Rosie, and I, you can see that in the way he plays. He's kicked, just in these highlights I watched, multiple goals from outside 50, which is very impressive for someone of his age. Um, he's been running through the midfield and forward. Probably play more time forward at AFL level early on. But, yeah, he just looks really explosive, yeah. skillful, powerful in the midfield. He can rack up disposals. And up forward, he can just kick goals from difficult positions, even a little bit Danaher-like. <laughs> like it's early to say it, he's comparing himself to Rosie. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a future star, I reckon. Future star for the Bombers? A future star for the Bombers? Or a future star somewhere else? <laughs> for the Bombers, but you know. Uh, um, I'm really bullish on it's typical but Joe, the number one pick Jamara Uglehagen he got looks incredible he, I've got him in my fantasy um, I think he's going to be really good I don't think he played in the practice game if yeah, he did I didn't notice yeah he didn't stick out but um, I'll, I'm very keen to see him um, and how he fits into that team and everything and he'll be a very good tour forward for the next generation. I think he's compared himself, or I don't think he's compared himself, but he's been compared to Buddy, which is uh, pretty high standards. Um, just, so he's one of those freak athlete forwards, I guess. Um, and then, so there are two main ones, but then the other name that's probably worth mentioning is Morris Rioli Jr. Obviously, he's pretty just, big. Just another Rioli. Another Rioli. How many are now? Son of Morris Rioli Sr. <laughs> Um, who was an incredible, probably the best Rioli player in history. Obviously gets to play alongside Daniel at Richmond. Daniel Rioli, hopefully he, he kicks him up the bum and <laughs> gets him to play better. But yeah, very keen to see Morris Rioli Jr. Don't think he'll play 
for at least a year, maybe not even next year. It's a pretty hard team to break into as well. Seems pretty raw. But, you know, as they say, you draft a Rioli, you win a flag within three years. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if we'll be... Just another Richmond flag. Not Yeah, we won't be saying, oh, Morris Rioli was why, but there's another Morris Rioli. Another Rioli. <laughs> Topic four, we're going straight into the big stuff, the stuff you all want to hear. And that's our... Some praises and predictions. Predictions and analysis. So... Who are your grand finalists? All right, so grand finalists this year. Well, I think it's hard to go past Geelong, firstly. You know, mm. bringing in those names we talked about earlier on, Cameron and Hawkins up forward are just going to be an absolute force to be reckoned with. They made the grand final, you know, in 2020. And I just they're only getting better. Um, so, yeah, Geelong. And then the other one I've got in there is Richmond. So, oh, you just so I've got a grand years. final rematch. I know, but I think it's it going to happen. I think it might it happen. Happens, it happens a lot in the past. Yeah. Um, so, very well could happen. Geelong might win it. I hope not. I think we're in for it. 2020, 2021, I think. Start to the little, decade, grand final rematch. It's I'm, pretty obvious why pretty you got up. Richmond well, in there. Well, I'm going a little different, though. I'm going to go with Richmond. Um, Geelong, sure, but I feel like they might bail out in a prelim again. And I think one team that has has got the missing link is Brisbane. I reckon they're going to go one step further, finish in the top two, and make a grand final in Richmond and Brisbane. Very rare that you're go Brisbane a step higher than me. I just reckon. Hey, I don't know. I, I've got them like third or fourth. It wouldn't surprise me. I just think if I'm going to rate Brisbane and Geelong, probably Geelong. But I think the culture at Brisbane's just a little bit better. And Danaher, if he can, if uh, well, I'm saying this is my prediction: if Danaher can stay fit and be his best, mm. then I think easily. I'll Why I didn't quite at Brisbane at that level is losing Steph. I reckon is a big query. It's going to yeah. take. I think as the season goes on, you'll realize how much we actually relied on him. Um, Danaher, you just don't know how long he's going to stay out there for, and um, obviously losing Rainer yeah. in this preseason well, game. I wanted to say Richmond and Geelong, but. That's boring. Richmond and Brisbane. <laughs> I just want to be right. And I don't want to say Geelong and Brisbane. Need to have Richmond in there. <laughs> the next one's a Coleman. So um, I mentioned Coleman. this a bit earlier on. I'm a big fan of Charlie Dixon. So mm. not too much competition in the port forward line. No, very For open. goals, especially when you compare it to the other contenders. So Richmond, you've obviously got Lynch and Rewalt, Hawkins and um, Cameron, Cameron at, at Geelong. There's no way... Someone at Geelong is going to win it this the year. The Brisbane forward line is pretty stacked as well with, you know, Cameron and Dunham. Well, has a, a, a surprise packet. He I've could s- do it. I've seen a few people tip him. And to be honest, I wouldn't, I'll be surprised. I'll be kind of surprised, but I won't be shocked. Where did, do you know where um, Dixon came last year? Uh, top three. Yeah. Who won it? Um, Hawkins won it. Mm. I don't um, think Hawkins can go back to back with Cameron. No, definitely not. And then Rowan as well. There's there's really mm-hmm. three for them down there. Um, and I've been pretty like not that confident on Port, like saying they might even drop out of the eight. But I know it's only preseason game. But watching that and watching the highlights of that match, really, and I know it's against Adelaide. Yeah. Um, made me think that I probably got them a bit too far down. Like they look a really yeah. well organized team. And yeah, my tip for the common is Charlie Dixon. What's yours? Um, this is something I can't, I honestly can't really pick someone. Um, it's pretty hard, but I'm just going to go with Lynch. It's cliche, but Rewalt's not the Rewalt of two years ago when Lynch is 
probably this if he's going to win a Coleman, this is probably his year. Next year, it'll probably sneak past him and other guys. Maybe Danaher will overtake him. But if if Lynch wants to win one, I think this is his year to. Yeah, I think really I tipped him that. the last two seasons, so I think I got to change it. Yeah, <laughs> the one year I changed it will be the year he wins it probably. So I hope that if not him, I reckon it'll be one of the West Coast, um, one of the West Coast boys, Darling or Kennedy. Yeah. Um, and now we're getting into the big stuff, Brownlow. Uh, Brownlow, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> it was your Brownlow tip. Okay, well, I think you almost said yours then. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's tempting to go with Rail, obviously. Like, yes. it'd be an amazing story. But I'm going with Rail. He's only played. On that. <laughs> he's, he's still only a second year player. and He was going to win it last year. You know it. <laughs> the vote suggested, but he, he also. You know, there was plenty of games left in that season. You don't know what was going to happen. He's going to have a lot of attention on him. Yeah. Anyway, staying away from Rao, I'm going to go with Patrick Cripps. Ooh. I reckon Carlton are up for a big rise in the ladder. Not top four, like we were saying, but the bottom end of the top eight. And I reckon Paddy Cripps is the man who really steps up his game. Like, he's been a star of the competition for a long time. He's getting some bigger names around him now with Williams and Saad, so the attention yeah. can slowly start to draw away. Um, and we know he we know he can um, accumulate votes. We've seen that yeah. over the past few seasons. And even in losing Carlton, yeah, <laughs> in a team that's you know been bottom four for such a long time, he's been right up there in the Brownlow. Mm. So yeah, Paddy Cripps is my Paddy tip Cripps. for the Brownlow medal. Uh, well, you're wrong because the. The GOAT, Matty Rowell, is going to win it. And he's going to make history. I've never seen you so confident about something. I am more than confident. Um, but I'm just going to go full on with Rowell. He's he's a gun. He's an absolute gun. And he he's going to win it. If it's not Rowell, my second pick, it, probably Cripps, I reckon. He's Where, where do you have Gold Coast finishing? Like, roughly. Um, we'll get there. We'll oh, get okay. there. That's, that's future. Um, wooden, uh, well, not wooden spoon, rising star, rail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's obvious. Yeah. Um, if we, easy, obvious answer. If we had like a... You have s- to go with rail as well, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, if you had to have like a second pick. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I would go with Archie Perkins just based on what I've seen from him. Yeah, probably Archie Perkins before. actually. Archie Perkins or, um, Oogle, Oogle Hagen, was that his name? Oogle Hagen? Sorry if it I'm not now. saying that right <laughs> But yeah, probably Archie Perkins or him. But come on, it's, if Rao's not winning the Brownlow, he's going to win the Rising Star at least. <laughs> oh, obviously it's going to be Rao. But I just thought yeah, pick a second one. Yeah, for a bit of- uh, Wooden Spoon is an interesting one. There's quite a few teams sort of in line for this, I think. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I Crows and North tossing up between those two. I reckon. Um. Who? Crows and North. Crows and North. Yeah. Um, and I reckon I do reckon Crows again. Yeah. Although I think Hawks are a surprise. Who could I don't really drop down. Oh, I reckon they're gonna really drop down and probably be bottom four, but I hope I hope not. I really like the Hawks. I'm a fan of the Hawks, but they're not that great. <laughs> Clark A he's not a wooden spoon coach. You can get him off the off eighteenth, surely. Um <laughs> Yeah, if if he ever, if it was like round twenty three and it was, the crows if definitely. If we lose this game, we'll we'll bottom spoon. He'll get him up. The crows definitely improved as the season went on last year. I'll, I'll say North, but yeah, there's no team that I'm really confident on. Mm, it'll be interesting, probably crows, but yeah, 
I'll go with north to stay All different. Right. North it is, and or crows again, because I don't think crow people think crows will improve. I don't think they're going to improve too much. They're in for another two no, or three years. No, neither do I. Yeah. And you, because I've been a Brisbane fan for a long time, you've seen back when we were bad, there were years of people like, oh, Brisbane, they won three in a yeah. row last year. <laughs> they're going to improve. And then, yeah, and then you get did, your yeah. hopes up and your bottom four again. But then a year, like 2019 can happen, but that's a bit different. It doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> Wooden Spoon, I can't really settle on a team. I'll go with North. But bottom yeah. four, Hawks... Oh, um, yeah. Crows and North. I'm pretty confident those three come bottom four. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I yeah, sort of I agree with that. <laughs> the the next topic we got down here is the most improved team. Most improved. So I've team. been talking up the Blues, and yeah. I'm going to make them my most improved team. I reckon they will probably just scrape into the eight, and from where they've come from, yeah, that would be a big effort. I'm going to go with something slightly different, like. Carlton were pretty good last year. They 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 were they were so the most improved I think is going to be coming from the Swans. I think they're going to mm. jump back up to around maybe tenth, thirteenth ish, because uh, they were yeah. bottom four last year. If I can remember, Buddy's on track to play round one, isn't he? I've given up on Buddy news. <laughs> oh, I just, like, I just oh. want to watch him. It's just well, it's just like oh, Buddy's fitter than ever the next week. Oh, Buddy's re-injured himself. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Swan, Swans to. are a good choice. Another one that I almost picked was the Suns. If Rao... The well, Suns, yeah. Most improved, They're, they're an interesting one. Um, I can see them probably not making the eight, but just sitting outside it if, mm. they, if they get everything right this year. And that yeah. would be a massive rise for a team that's been so bad for so long. Mm. So I'm just having a look at the last year's ladder now and... For Carlton, Carlton finished 11th. For them to be most improved, True. that's almost top four territory. Man, yeah, or, if you were saying... Although it is comparing all the other teams and everything, but um, yeah. versus the Swans who finished 16th, I reckon they could even finish 9th. Or 10th, maybe not 9th. <laughs> but 10th to nah, 13th. Nah, that's a good, a good point you make. Although if, if Swans move up to 13th versus Carlton moving to 6th, probably Carlton will take that. But um, say, mm. yeah, it's a, an interesting one. It all depends on our other team's performance as well. Like, who knows? Adelaide Crows could come ninth, <laughs> and <Yeah>. boom. <laughs> Do you just base it solely on ladder position, though? Because you know, if you go well, from, I mean, that's if the you logical. Yeah, obviously. But mm, what else can you base it off? Like, well, I don't know. Is like making in finals like worth more? True. Than just going from sixteenth yeah. to ninth. Even if you're in games as well, you could be losing like every game by a point. That's better mm. than losing yeah. <laughs> by more. So yeah, I'm gonna go Swans and Scottish going Carlton. Biggest drop off. Okay, mm. I'm thinking on the spot here because my answer this whole time has been Port, but I don't know anymore. You go first. Yeah. Some okay. Time to think. I'll I'll give two. So. Everyone's saying biggest drop off is Collingwood. Everyone's saying that. I reckon they will drop off. I don't think they're playing finals. Um, but I think their drop off is going to be maybe five spots max, four, three, even. Hmm. I think Port will drop into the bottom, bottom four of the eight. Like, yeah, they don't. I think they were very lucky in twenty twenty. They had a like all the Victorian sides were gone. They didn't have to travel to Victoria. 
They were pretty lucky. It, it was just like their year. They thumped the Suns in round one, yeah. went straight to the top of the ladder. They handled the hub life mm. super well. Um, and 2020, like you can't read into it too much because it was way different to anything we've ever seen before. So teams that did do really well might return to their form of yeah. 2019 and where did, the, where did yeah. Port come then? Outside the eight? Yeah, about 10th-ish. So yeah. just don't get caught up reading too In much into 2020 form. They're a very good team. But, it, um, it was a year like no other. So were the Eagles and they finished fifth. <laughs> so um, I really don't know who to say. Mm, uh, Brisbane. No. <laughs> um, all right, I'll, I'll go with the obvious one and go Collingwood. I just think their culture... Collingwood. Is, yeah, the, the co- yeah but culture is so important. These days, yeah, especially. But, like, oh, I'm saying, yeah, their culture is shocking. But no. to drop all the way down to maybe 14? Culture's so important these days. You look at um, the... Well, it's not the same, but the Crows, after losing the grand final to Richmond, obviously the camp and everything, their culture was shocking, and <laughs> they had this massive drop-off. Um, yeah. And that's, The whole situation with Chalor at the Pies is yeah. terrible. And there's the whole... They sort of trying to reach out or whatever, and there's like silence on the other side, and it's, it's shocking. Eddie's gone. Eddie's gone. Bucks, I just think Bucks was questioned, and yeah. maybe he he's gone at the end of the year. We who knows? <laughs> They're a mess, and I think a lot of the players might not want to be there anymore after yeah. they've seen how the club's treated players like Chalor. So, yep, dropping off. Yep, Collingwood. Um, first time or surprise All Australian selection. Hmm. I've got a pretty big name, and I do. I'll go first. Yeah, I reckon Joe Danaher returns to his well, not 2017 All Australian form, but I reckon he returns to the All Australian. Are we doing the surprise squad as well? Like maybe I just we include the squad, the uh, 40 man squad, because I think it'll be a surprise if Joe Danaher just makes that. Yeah, as well. Well, I guess just say surprise All Australian. Yeah, and squad or, or anything whatever. Like that. So I think Dano, I reckon he's in for a decent year. Um, yeah, um, this is a tough one. I haven't come with a pre-prepared answer. <laughs> Surprise All-Australian, let me think. Dusty. <laughs> Dustin. Um, um, Danaher was a very good answer. Mm. Uh, Someone like Rowan. But I don't think any, I don't think he's going to get past Hawkins and... Cameron and stuff. <laughs> Can't think of anyone. <laughs> Cut. Nah, I, I'm struggling, but I, I feel like I need to make an answer. Jaden Short. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jaden Short. I mean, that's sort of somewhat of a surprise. Best and fairest um, for a reason. Yeah. Um. So... Try to sharpen sweep on that sweet on that one. Uh, well, we just brush over the, what the captains had to say about all these. So, captains say to reach grand final. Uh, seven said Richmond. Five said Brisbane. Three Port Adelaide. Two Geelong. One West Coast. How did only two say Geelong? Yeah, that's. I would have thought Geelong over Port. Um, but that seems pre- fairly straightforward. Richmond, the top. Brisbane. Port, you know. For once, people <laughs> are actually rating Brisbane higher than what I do, so that's yeah. just, that's exciting. I mean, they're rating him higher than Geelong, which is pretty nuts. And Port. And, well, um, Port's 
Yeah. Mm. Brisbane's better than Port. <laughs> um, captains say, which player will win the Coleman? Eight said Hawkins. Four said Dixon. Two said Cameron. Two said Danaher. wonder who they were. Uh, one Papley and one Franklin. I'm not who sure said Franklin? Franklin. <laughs> not sure about that. <laughs> which captain do you think that was? Mm, <laughs> he No, he probably said Danaher. <laughs> no, it has to be outside your team, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, true. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about the Hawkins and the Cameron being sort of up there. No, but yeah, eight people saying who knows? Hawkins. Maybe they'll maybe they'll gel together and Cameron will give all the ball to Hawkins, sort of thing. Who knows? Who knows how it's just, gonna work? That'll happen like one game, and then the yeah. next game it'll change. So I just yeah. think to win the Coleman, you have to be the main man. Yeah. Um, Captain say. Um, Which player from another club would, will win the Brown? Oh, though? it is the, who from the other club. Yeah, so who will win the Brown though? Six said Bontempelli. Very surprising. I don't agree with that at all. Three said Cripps. Three said Fife. Two said Neil again. One said Martin. One said Wines. One said Jago Amira. And one said Jack McRae. Neil's boring, but he's got to be a good chance. Oh, he has to be a good yeah, chance. Yeah, a very good chance. Um, Bontempelli is just a stupid answer. There's no way. And watch him win it now. <laughs> yeah, he, pro- he won't. There, he just, there's no way there's you no can. There's no way he wins it with all that talent. You can consistently get a lot of votes in a team like that. People like McRae are going to bump up, steal votes off you, and then the next week it'll be Dunkley. Then the next yeah. week it'll be Chalor. Yeah. You, yeah. It's just, it, he's not winning yeah. it. He's not that good to outweigh mm. all those and guys And he might have been every playing week. forward most exactly. of the year. He's not going to win it from playing But forward. even if he gets the dream role in that, he has to be ahead of all those guys every single week. Yeah. Well, not every week, but most weeks. And then, yeah. Cripps, average. Five, don't think Five is going to win it again. Um... Neil and Dusty. Dusty got one vote. <laughs> the thing with Dusty, though, I'll just touch on. Um, I know they, they they say this a lot and everything, but Dimmer has said he's returned in better shape than he ever has. That's probably not something to really read into, but the theory behind that is he didn't go overseas and celebrate this year. <laughs> mm. He stayed in Australia and didn't party as hard, so maybe he's... Wouldn't surprise anyone if he wins it, and he's going to be up there, but I just... He falls away during the season. Yeah. He he goes missing quite often. He's not going to have a season like 2017 again. He's a different player um, in finals. Yeah. So, uh, Pontempelli is the favourite for the captains, which would be odd. Cripps. Um, Cripps will win it though. <laughs> no, sorry, Raul. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. No one said Raul. No one said Raul. <laughs> no one said Raul. How maybe, did Jago Mira get a vote? Maybe because Raul's only played five games. Yeah, so Raul's going to win it. Uh, topic five, we're just touching on a few teams on players and asking how will they go. So, Carlton, do they make the finals? Is Well, do they make the finals? Is it finals or bust for David Teague? Oh. Mm. Um, <laughs> Follow-up question to that one. <laughs> I can see why you would think that, but I just think he's been very good compared to Bolton, and he's taken them a long way so far. And if you get rid of him, you've got to find someone who you think is better. Mm. But like this Carlton side, they've got talent that they've been talking about for years. True. They've got even more talent. And all those high end draft picks. This has to be Well, I think they make the final Maybe thing not anyway. finals or bust, but if they it's finals or tenth and above. I think <laughs> they make the final, so I think he's safe. Yeah. But yeah, he's I been think, I think he's been pretty good. If well, they, very good. Yeah. If they finish below tenth, I reckon that's bust. I reckon. He's taken over from a team that Pretty much it just doesn't know how yeah. to win. They've been losing. So, 
We will they make final play final? Yes, uh, we we both reckon. Yeah, I reckon yep. six to eight. That's where I've got them because they have been in a lot of games of last years. So next step is to actually mm-hmm. win them. Adding these big names to their list that we keep talking about. Mm. Walsh is only getting better. He's number one pick for a very yep. good reason. I think over the next decade, it's going to be Real and Walsh is yep. dominating this tournament. Um, will Melbourne return to a finals fan- fancy team? Do you reckon? I have him pretty similar to 2020, just outside yeah. the eight. That'll be good. Um, could scrape in. Could take. Well, what's, what's the go with Oliver? He's injured, isn't he? Um, oh, well, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure know. Oliver's not going to be there for the first few rounds anyway. And mm. you see the difference in guys like Petrarca and that when he's there. Yeah, he just lifts the players around him. He's oh, very. No one said Petrarca for Brownlow as well. Just for just, just quietly, <laughs> quietly. Um, yeah, but Oliver's got this knack of just lifting everyone in his team, especially the midfielders. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's not going to be there for the early rounds. And I know it's only early in the season, but I still got Melbourne just outside the eight. Yeah. Yeah. Hawks, bottom four, yes. We've touched on that. Bottom right. Hawks, yeah. Hawks will definitely be bottom four. Um, Gold Coast, will they challenge for the eight this year? Do you reckon? They're a really tough one. Because it is the Suns. Like They can just go on their long losing streaks, even with Rao. Not, not come bottom four. They're better than that, but they can better still. Better than that, yeah. They just got this knack of losing. Yeah, uh-huh. they 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 won't surprise me because the last two years they started the season pretty well. They they win a fair few games in the first five rounds, and mm-hmm. then they, it's just just like they get tired yep. all of a sudden. So the old habits come back. That's what needs to change this year, I reckon. They need to start. Well, it probably isn't in their favour when we talk about fatigue and that um, is the longer quarters and the yeah. shorter interchange. Shorter interchange doesn't help them because they're, they're very young and everything. If it was a yes or no, do they make the eight? No, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do challenge. Yeah. So the floor and ceiling in terms of ladder position, what do you reckon? I reckon the floor. I reckon the floor is 11. I reckon they can go as low as 11. And I reckon the ceiling is 7th. I've really struggled to pinpoint him down to a few positions. I reckon the floor is probably 13th. And the ceiling is probably, yeah, 7th. So, wait and see on that one. Maybe Rao will take him all the way to the top four. (laughs) You can love Rao. He's he's only one player. He's he's a teenager. Like, he's good, but he's very, very, very good. Very good. But he's... You're expecting him to win the Brownlow, take a team. He's going to win the Coleman as well. Did I not mention that? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... Norm Smith. Oh, yeah, Norm Smith. He'll win the Norm Smith. He'll win it all. He'll win everything. What's what's the other one? That's pretty much it. You might be right. MVP. Um, All right, so we've sort of come to the end of our main topics, but for this year, we want to have a bit of a WTF kind of comment that we sort of put onto the end. And uh, this is one that we discovered on watching one, of, watching one of the Amy games. One of the ones at Marvel. Yeah. Under the roof. And it's uh, there was a lot of birds. It must have been the Richmond Collingwood game. There was a stupid amount of birds all It was after the game. Around. Yeah, it was after the game. They were, they were everywhere. So our, our comment or question is what happens to those birds when the roof is shut? <laughs> that was a random question. but um, Honestly. I don't know. Do they have, ask the Marvel people. Do they have a little bird hole? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they just don't care and leave them in there. They just leave the front door open. They can find their way out the front door. <laughs> they probably just fly around the burger stands 
out the back. Oh. Maybe they have like birdhouses for them. I don't know. I just think it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> and although the 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 probably probably what it is is the roof doesn't fully close. There's probably little gaps, maybe. Maybe in the corners. Maybe not. No, that, I haven't seen them. Probably before. not. But, but yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a weird, a weird <laughs> topic. Who knows? If you know, let us tweet know. at us. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that might wrap so it episode up. Episode one down for two thousand and twenty-one. Episode one, twenty twenty-one done. It is episode two. It's so yeah. Episode this isn't the one first for one. This <laughs> Um. What do you reckon? Every fortnight? Oh yeah, we might be. Should we do one after round one? Well, we won't make any promises. No, no but promises. This is just us talking. It'll probably organizing. be an every fortnight. This will probably be an every fortnight thing and then build it into an every week or maybe we'll start it weekly and then go into a fortnightly. We'll, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll, we have a Twitter account. Just just go there and we'll... <laughs> Do you have the handle? Um, it's at CheckSideAFL, I believe. So, at CheckSideAFL and... Perfect. Chuck us a follow. Podcast will get better as the season goes on. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening to episode two or episode one point. Episode 2021. They know what you mean. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys very much for listening and I hope you stick around. Bye.